You are listening to 106.9 Tune FM, the home of student-powered radio, where we are giving you O-Week content all week long. But right now, I'm here with a very special guest. Why don't you introduce yourself? Hi, everyone. My name is Paul Smith. I'm Senior Lecturer in Music here at UNE, and I also coordinate the Master of Arts. So what are some things that first years can look forward to in your units? So I take mainly the music theory and composition units here in the music program. Mm -hmm. And I do take the first year music theory unit, Mm -hmm. which I really enjoy because a lot of musicians will come to study at university with quite diverse backgrounds, Mm -hmm. whether they've done a completely classical form of training or they've done a little bit of pop music. And some of them will have done extensive theory and some of them will have done just a little bit of theory, maybe or picked things up um, in lessons or just sort of learning on their own. Mm -hmm. So one thing that we try to do in first year is kind of get everybody speaking the same kind of language Mm -hmm. about music theory because around the world or at different times, it's a different kind of vernacular or a different discourse. Mm -hmm. And I guess just a basic different understanding of music. So if we all kind of contribute, including me and the other students with their different kind of understandings of music, we all sort of pull that knowledge together in first year and kind of go look at all these different ways that you can understand music. Here's the kind of textbook version. Sure, that's the formal university side. Mm -hmm. But we also have in terms of discussions and just um, sharing music that we might be listening to at the moment or Mm -hmm. playing at the moment, we have these kind of little golden morsels of like, oh, I hadn't thought of something that way. I do it in my tradition this way, but um, this person's saying they do it in this way over here. Mm-hmm. So we kind of all just learn a little bit about each other's backgrounds in music because as we know, everybody has their own kind of taste and interests and how do we bring that together in what we would call an academic um, kind of approach to music. I know that uh, personally I've taken some elective units in music and it's definitely a different style of talking to even even just high school. There's some def- different styles of elements that uh, you students really need to pick up on. Yeah. One thing that happens in that process is kind of that nobody's wrong. Mm. I guess we kind of early on in music training, we learn a lot about right or wrong. Mm -hmm. And one thing I try to unpack a little bit is that the way that you understand or make sense of music or the fundamentals of music, they're all just part of that knowing of what musical structures might be or your interaction with music. And so I'm kind of always keen to sort of diffuse any sense of like, this is the right or this is the wrong, because everybody's Mm going to bring their different thing to that table. Mm. So where can this course of study lead students into the future? We're finding that it's changing quite a bit. Those traditional directions of professional pathways for musicians, Mm -hmm. both classical and in popular forms, are kind of spreading into lots of different areas. And you've got one path, which is the entrepreneurial side where Mm -hmm. people take it sort of upon themselves to think about what they are going to contribute to the the world of music or the world of professional arts practice Mm -hmm. and then you've got the other side which is maybe working within existing systems whether that's an orchestra or an arts organization or a council or putting on events so then you're kind of working as as an agent within the goals of maybe something larger Mm. and that's alongside people who are going to forge their own path and both of those two directions are then splintering even further in ways that I didn't even know about. I sort of am learning about or students that will come and sort of say, well, I'm interested in doing something this way. Mm. Or there's a newish kind of term, which is a content-driven composer, which in the past you would have a screen composer Mm -hmm. maybe or somebody that did film and television work. And then maybe you would have your more traditional composers that did instrumental stuff. Mm. But now I know some people who have just moved to the US who are focusing on content composing, whether that's short things for social media videos. So 
different kinds of approaching to composition because that's its own practice. Mm. You're writing music for content creators. You're not scoring a TV show or no. a series. You, you have to understand that from a different perspective. And I didn't know really anything about that world until recently. Hmm. And I, I kind of work in composition as well, but it's much more traditional. So I'm kind of like, oh, so there's all these new pathways that people are finding, whether it's the solo individual entrepreneurial path or the, the path of sort of maybe going into events and arts management in a local council somewhere in Australia. That um style of social media content would be completely different considering that it's a much shorter and much more succinct style of composing. So... Yeah. Yeah. And we don't teach that. No. I mean, I guess I want to incorporate a bit of that now. Mm -hmm. I'll be teaching a composition unit this trimester in T1. Mm -hmm. And I've sort of, because it's only something that I kind of learned about in the last 12 months, mm -hmm. I sort of think, okay, well, how can I start to mention it and involve it? Because when we teach composition, the traditional composition method is long form structures mm. or how do you map melodic material as it's going to be developed from one minute to five minutes to maybe 10 plus minutes. But mm -hmm. We're not talking in those time lengths for something like a, a TikTok video. We mm. want to sort of write something that's just snappy and attention grabbing for 15 seconds. And mm. so that's a different set of questions. I should also mention that alongside those professional pathways that undergrads might pursue, and this is what my experience was, was, was that I was just, I enjoyed the idea of academic study and pursued postgrad research mm. at, a, at a more considered way. I didn't think that going into first year it wasn't until my third year as an undergrad that I was sort of thinking oh maybe I want to pursue the research element and so maybe I'm going to go and do my honors year maybe I'm going to do a master's maybe I'm going to push on and think about doing a PhD project with something that I'm really passionate about I have a PhD student now that did her undergrad in music here and then did her honors with me and now she's starting her PhD so you can certainly follow that pathway as well so uh what are some developments happening in your area of study this year in terms of music making, the restructure maybe of the world over the past two years has seen an academic interest in in understanding mm. what those restructures are and how they're shaping the way that we consume and produce music. Mm -hmm. The public kind of dictates that. People on the ground will dictate how they're attending concerts and how they're releasing music. That'll kind of happen outside of the university. And mm. then generally what academics might be interested in is responding to that and kind of looking at it and go, Oh, that's an interesting new kind of practice. Mm. I'm going to maybe do some of that myself and write something new and then also reflect on it academically and maybe present it at a, at a conference or talk about that. And so my area is, my kind of main research area is in opera or new forms of opera. I've always had an interest in opera, but then in my career, I've kind of moved sort of into the, what's the now, what's the current state of opera? Mm. Um, and last year I... I was able to write a work. When we first started talking about it, it was with a small company in the US. Mm -hmm. It wasn't planned as an online opera, but as we went, the only logistical way forward for the show was to be a virtual opera. Oh. And so we all kind of worked together to plan how I would write, and then they would rehearse and record and produce a video of the opera rather than a stage performance. And so in terms of what my creative research is looking at is, well, how do I involve some of those technical or aesthetic developments in my field like opera and sort of what does what's opera going to look like now sure there'll always be the the canon maybe somewhere on a big stage with a big orchestra but that's that can't be the only kind of opera that exists mm. and i'm seeing so many people around the world with these really diverse approaches and bringing diverse voices to opera and i sort of think great let's 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 completely kind of pull it apart and put it back together in new ways mm. so i've just sort of done my january grants submissions a bunch of a bunch of submissions 
um, of things that I might try to work on this year with with different collaborators, a Japanese art song series and a new work in Japanese with a Japanese soprano, mm -hmm. a new musical with a writer and satirist friend of mine that um, we've written some stuff in the past. We kind of want to do this satire of Greek tragedies in a, in a musical form. Um, and then maybe another new opera with a bunch of composers trying to write one opera together and not just have one composer but three composers kind of working to write the opera together which might be interesting mm. so these are the things that i kind of want to just these are the areas in the opera world that i'm kind of interested in mm. but the other stuff in music also have their areas of interest in um, analysis music history mm -hmm. um, performance music technology and they're kind of doing what i'm doing in opera they're doing in those fields and looking at what has happened and what what's going to be the the new things that we can find I really do think that universities are where a lot of newness can take place because we're kind of trained in experimentation. Hmm. And, and just um, for any future projects that you do, is that usually advertised through the UNE or anything? Normally, yeah. So that UNE Music has a Facebook page, oh. which not just for my stuff, but for student and staff events. When we have stuff going on, we'll publicize it through the UNE Music Facebook page. We've probably got some concerts here in Sydney, um, coming out of the UNE Sydney campus for any students that are around Sydney. And then we might tour something, I might tour something a little bit later to Armadale. And so for example, when those things happen, we'll we'll shout out about it on the UNE Facebook page. Very nice. So do you have any final thoughts to send out to our new cohort? Yes, you get given assessments and yes, you get given material and content that you're gonna go and look over. But it's also a period when you're at university where you've got a completely open library with books on everything under the sun that you can access for free. Potentially, if you're a creative um, person, you'll be given projects that you're asked to design. And you don't have to comply with things like, are you going to sell 200 tickets to your thing? Don't worry about any of that commercial stuff for the moment. Just play around. Really just let yourself think about what are the what's the full extent of my area of interest that I could pursue in a really safe, guided way with the academic staff that I'm working with mm. and just let yourself kind of go for it. And then maybe later on in your career, in your area, you'll pull that back to a place where it works for whatever the other structures are that you're working in, whether it's a professional environment or something like that. But for the moment, you don't have to worry about that. I say kind of mm. go for it, you know, check your rubrics and your marking criteria, sure. But also feel free to take risks because I think a lot of academics respond to risks. We, we take risks in our research all the time. So we respect and admire it when students take risks as well. Mm. So, yeah, so make sure to reach out and use all those materials that we have here and make sure to play an experiment. Very nice. Absolutely. That's what more play, more play, more experiment, more fun. Don't not everything has to be kind of super duper serious all the time. <laughs> Very well put. Uh, thank you for taking the time to sit down with us, Dr. Paul Smith. My pleasure. I've really enjoyed talking to you and sort of, yeah, I hope to sort of have more connection with Tune FM in the future. Yes. That was an interview with Dr. Paul Smith here on 106.9 Tune FM, where we are bringing you O-Week content all week long. But let's get back to the music.